Hello, I'm Eric Olson with SmartPot, the original fabric growing container, and welcome back to The Growing Revolution. Our guest this week, Tim Hammond, goes by Big City Gardener on social media. He's been doing his thing online since 2017, and we've been following him for at least a couple of years now. I've been on his podcast a while back, and we're happy to have him on as a guest. So, Tim, welcome to The Growing Revolution. Hey, what's up, Eric? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. So, uh, can you tell folks what big city you're from, uh, your general background, and then kind of your gardening background? Uh, well, I'm from Houston. I live in Houston now, at least. Um, raised here. My gardening background, I'd say my, my parents... Um, well, they come from Jamaica, they're Jamaican, and they always told me stories about gardening when they were younger and growing things. So I think that kind of rubbed off on me, and I started playing around in gardens when I was a little kid, uh, getting in trouble. Probably said this before, getting in trouble for picking my mom's tomatoes and throwing them over the fence at birds that I saw. Um, and I just kind of continued to, to, to garden. I would garden in high school with my dad. He was big on these antique roses and uh, perennials. So kind of got introduced to that and a few different tropicals. And then when I got older and I had my own space, I got into uh, really into to growing my own food or as much of it as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've got a pretty good following on social media. What are some of the keys to what's gotten you so popular? Uh, man, I don't actually know, you know, because, because I, I don't, hmm, I don't know what's gotten me so popular, man. I just have fun on social media. I, I don't treat it like a job. I don't, I'm probably don't post as often as I was supposed to, or if I was trying to treat it as a job, I just have fun. Um, I just show people what it is that I'm doing and they seem to enjoy it, and that's cool with me. Well, I, I think that seems to be a good formula, and um, I don't know. I appreciate things that are more authentic versus, you know, overly produced, uh, I guess, in general. I just think it's crazy. My kids, they love watching YouTube videos of, you know, people just playing with toys, you know, and Mine over too. watching like the Disney plus channel where yes. it's million dollar production. So, um, authentic seems to be where it's at. So, yeah. Um, my kids I've do the same that, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I've noticed that like most of your Instagram posts are videos versus like pictures or a mix. Uh, has this been the way you've done it for a while and why? Um, yeah, I've, I've probably been, been making, making the videos for a while. I just think that the videos are more engaging, um, than just a regular picture. And I guess with what I'm doing, which is just simply documenting what I do in the garden and then kind of talking about it, um, it is easier to make a video than probably take some pictures. You know, I can just... Yeah. I can just set the camera up and let it record and while I'm out there and it can record for hours and then you can come inside and be like, oh yeah, man, this was cool. Let's take this part and this part and this part and put it here and see what happens. Yeah. 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 I've heard uh, a picture says a thousand words, 
and I've always thought like a video says a million words. So mm-hmm. you know, you, I I feel you on that. Um, so could you talk about uh, a time as a gardening influencer where you've you know especially been affected in a positive way by feedback that you've gotten from followers? Um, man, I didn't know that I'm uh, an influencer. <laughs> you know, I'm well, you, just... got a, you got a pretty big following. Yeah, I think 80k on Instagram. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Um, that's I... like a small town. It's a small. It is. <laughs> it's not you know that. Houston population, yeah. but I never thought about it like that. Okay. Um, I, I would just say that I, I, I've met some cool people and I've had some great conversations and I've learned a lot. Uh, there's certain people who, when I get on Instagram, I always check their account because um, I think they're some of the most knowledgeable people ever. Uh, one of them is a guy named Marco. Uh, Marco is growing. That's his tag. And he talks a lot about natural farming and making your own sort of inputs for, for gardening and farming. And um, yeah, man, I just I just love that. So I would say that's one of the positives that's come from um, maybe this whole influencer social media world is just being able to, or being exposed to cool people who I just think are full of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love the gardening community in general. Like, you know, there, there aren't a lot of big egos, uh, out there where you can see that in other industries for sure. Most people are pretty humble and hungry to learn. So, you know, I, of all the gardening tips I've learned over the years, I've probably forgotten half of them. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it's always a good idea to be continually learning uh, to be a better gardener. So I'm right there with you. And I love, um, I love that though. I love the fact that um, there are no egos in a sense because it's kind of hard to have an ego with gardening, right? Like at the end of the day, anybody can garden. You don't have to be six eight you don't have to run fast or anything like that you don't have to be super smart it's just something that is accessible to everyone so i think if you have an ego and you're a gardener it's like are you really a gardener or or, i don't know man (laughs) yeah because at the end of the day you know a plant's a plant and we're all kind of subject to mother nature uh ultimately so even the best gardener in the world can get slapped down by you know pest disease bad Mm -hmm. weather you name it so check your egos at the door gardeners uh i noticed that you had a beehive in your uh backyard how did that come about and and how did it go did you notice your garden being more productive uh so at at my old at my old house where where i used to live I had a beehive there. I, that's where I first started, I guess, the whole big city gardener garden. Um, and I had a beehive, but it wasn't productive because I didn't really know what I was doing. And then one day I went to a fruit tree sale and I met a woman by the name of Nicole. Uh, she runs something, a, a honey collective, a bee collective, B2B, um, where she'll come B2B. out. B2B, nice. B2B, yeah, man, she's great. She'll come out and she'll teach you about beekeeping. Um, She'll even come hands-on, show you what to do, walk you through the process. And then at the end, 
you get some of the honey, she gets some of the honey. It's, it's, I don't know, man. I think it's great. I, I love it. And I have all the respect for Nicole. Um, so she came and, and started showing me and teaching me and, and keeping the hives at my house. And yeah, my garden has definitely been more productive. But it's also, I think it's just cool to see the bees just to watch them work. Right? Um, oh, it's kind of like motivational, inspirational, something like that. You go outside and you just watch these bees fly back and forth nonstop all day. And you're just like, man, they just keep going. I, whatever it is I'm trying to do, I can just keep going too. Yeah, yeah. What kind of maintenance goes into keeping up a beehive? Uh, so you check, you check on the hive, you check for mites, you make sure that you still have a queen, you make sure that the queen's still laying, uh, you make sure that the bees have enough space, so then you add extra boxes to, I guess, extra supers for honey. Um, so the maintenance is, is maybe once a month, once every, yeah, once every month and a half, you go out there, you open it up, and you just kind of look through it, inspect it. Okay. Are are there any like big startup costs to uh getting a beehive going? Yeah, so you'd have you'd have to get the bees. You could get a package or um was it like a nuke? It's like a four frames that'll have a queen and some brood and and enough bees to start a colony and then you'll need to buy the boxes. So yeah, you'll probably have to spend a few hundred dollars to get started. Um yeah, I could say anywhere upwards to like $500 if you bought a nook okay. and then bought all the supplies. But then after that, just really maintaining it and, and doing your best to stay on top of any sort of pest or problems that may pop up. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So decent upfront cost, but then pretty minimal going forward beyond just checking on it. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm sure with with the honey and then the extra productivity from the garden, it pays for itself. Yeah, um, it definitely does. Time for sure. It definitely yeah. does. Cause it's, it's, and it's also just cool. I think it's one of those things, if I didn't ever get any honey from it, I wouldn't be upset because I mean, it's just cool to watch. It's cool to see. And it smells amazing. I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever been around a beehive when the sun hits no. it, you can smell the honey outside. It's, it's one of those things everybody should smell at least once in their life. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, Tim, do you have a day job or business or, you know, what what are you doing when you're not in the garden? Yeah, man, I, I sell glass, like shower doors, glass handrails, wine cellars, things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, so, I saw that you did a video for Home Depot about food security. How did that all come about? Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't actually know how these things really pop up. One day I open my email and I have an email and they ask, do I want to talk about an opportunity? And I say, yes. And then it just grows from there. So I think they just, they just reached out to me. Um, they reached out to me and, and pitched an idea and I thought it was cool and got behind it. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, how the universe works sometimes, you know, things uh, just come to you um, often when you least expect it. So, yeah, did, think... did you get paid for that or? You know, uh, what... Yeah, I did. I did. Nice. I did. Um, I think sometimes when you're just genuine right, and you're not out there searching 
Like if I always thought, man, I got to make X amount of dollars from Big City Gardener, I'm sure I'd either have, a, I'd either make a lot or I'd make nothing, right? The universe is either going to reward you or give you nothing. But I think sometimes you just, I don't know, you're, you're just out there just being humble, just doing your thing. Something cool could come and come and just bless you, as we would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, and I think it's a a good look for Home Depot or you know any business similar to you know have somebody who's genuine uh, doing their thing versus having like a Tom Selleck or something mm-hmm. show up, uh, you know, with no reference pitching something. Uh, I'm much more likely to you know dig what you're selling versus you know some celebrity you know whatever so that's oh, cool. good on them for for finding you and uh yeah that's really cool hopefully hopefully more stuff like that falls into your lap yeah that's cool um, that would be cool <laughs> have you used uh smart pot planters before and uh if so what did you observe are the smart pot planters different than smart pots no that the just you know the yeah the regular oh, smart pots I, I call used, it you know, I guess a a planter is a fancy term that I like to use for a pot you know makes me sound more intelligent <laughs> I've used uh ev- probably every smart pot on the market every size from the the one gallon pots to the to the two hundred gallon pots or more Nice. Yeah, and and I've nice. I have nothing but positive things to say about smart pots. Um, they were the first. So, well, how can I say? This? I've been gardening for a while. This isn't anything new. So I remember ten, twelve, probably even fifteen years ago. No, more than that. Eighteen years ago, I remember seeing smart pots and using smart pots before people really before it was a cool known thing to do nice yeah yeah that's a probably around when smart pot came out as a retail product so if if you've been using them that long you're you're in the smart pot og category uh for sure yeah man there used to be a store Um, in houston um it was like an indoor gardening hydroponics store was off of Richmond, a guy named Billy, and he used to have the smart pots in there. And I remember him talking about smart pots and being like, hey, man, everybody should try one of these. And yeah, they're just, they're just cool. They were, they were something new that made sense. Yeah, yeah. Smart pots are addictive. And, you know, so many gardeners out there have never heard of us still. Uh, but once you once you try one you know, usually you see pretty dramatic results and it's hard to use uh, anything else. And heck, now I'm even working for the company. So yeah. I'm I'm a believer. I think uh, one thing I love so, is that they're, they're so sturdy. Yeah. Right? Like I've seen other fabric pots, they fall apart. But with the smart pots, the handles, if they have handles, those handles are going to stay attached to the smart pot. Even if it's full of medium and yeah, you're carrying it. Yeah, that's that's one thing we really pride ourselves on is uh, the quality and the longevity uh, of our fabric and, and the sewing and the stitching. Um, it's not uncommon for people to use the same smart pot for a decade uh, or longer. So definitely uh, appreciate your uh, kind words on that front. 
so Tim, what do you see yourself doing five years from now uh, in the world of gardening? Uh, just the same thing, man. The, the same thing that I was doing five years ago and five years before that and five years before that. I'm just going to keep growing more food, growing more varieties and just living, just living my life. I don't know what I, I don't know what to think about the future of gardening because um, I don't know. Is there like a professional gardening league that I should be aspiring to be a part of? I don't know. So I don't know how to answer that other than I'm just going to keep doing me the same thing I do. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you never know with, with people. Like, some people get, you know, online with, like, an agenda. Like, oh, I, I want to have a million followers. And, you know, I want to be known as the authority and, and whatever. So it's just really refreshing to hear your take on it. Like, you know, man, I'm just trying to be me and, you know, do my That's thing it. and whatever. So <laughs> That's it. I, I know. I, I That doesn't. Like, I don't understand when people come on, they want to have crazy followings or they have plans. That's cool. Like, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I think it's amazing that you can get that many people behind one thing. But for me, I'm just, I'm just going to keep doing me. And if you guys want to watch, nice. come on and watch, man. <laughs> Well, uh, I know I, I, for one, I've been following you for a while and we're definitely going to continue to do so. And, um, this has been a really fun conversation for me and, you know, it's so good that we were finally able to connect up and I'm really appreciative of your time. So Tim, on that note, thank you so much for joining us on the growing revolution. Yeah, but thanks for having me. You have a great day.